Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Or we we kind of we started with defense and then we we, we found our way into offense. So <laughs> maybe let's let's go back to the defense a little bit. I I hate to say that like I, I don't like putting this on penalties, right? Because penalties are gonna happen. I actually thought this was like a fairly clean game from both sides. But like I do think that this looks different if three sacks aren't negated right darnell i I didn't i fine with whatever rasul did i thought the the holding call savage was really weak to be quite honest with you so there were moments right this pass rush if you want to say look i'll start with something positive this pass rush is doing his job right stepping up rashawn gary is a monster preston is playing great kenny clark is having maybe the best season of his career so far. So this front is doing exactly what it needs to. Even John Reed, like what a find in free agency. But you can only do so much if 
your DBs aren't covering properly, right? Like you cannot put all of this on the pass rush. I know we had just talked about it earlier, but there's like a disconnect between the two sides of this defense right now. And I feel like so much pressure is being, haha, pressure. I didn't even mean that. <laughs> is being put on the front to like just get home and end drives. And I think what's so interesting is like when we, when we did all of our, analysis of this defense and the strengths like nine out of ten people would have said it's the secondary like find the weak spot in the secondary we talked about Mm -hmm. it we thought like you know you got eric stokes coming into his sophomore season after a rookie campaign that far exceeded our expectations jair's coming back healthy rasul had like a pro bowl alternate kind of season he led the team in interceptions like we knew what this defense could be and then they've just they've come out so flat and i think Again, part of that goes back to what we talked about at the top of the show, where it's just, I don't think these guys are being put in positions where they're the most successful and having them play off man, like eight yards off the line is one of the surest ways to get them beat because that's, that's not who they are, what they do. And it seems like there's also been like communication errors. It's, it seems like there's always like a blown, a blown play and the Packers to be fair, didn't give up like that many explosives. Yes. They got beat on crossers and things, but Saquon had his two big plays and that was like, that was it. It was mostly like death by a thousand paper cuts for this defense. And they were just getting so gassed, but every time there's like a first down or, you know, it's like third and 12 and you give up 13 like everybody looks at each other like there's like who are we trying to yeah like what like where does the blame go and I think that's just so dysfunctional for a defense that you know should have the ability to be so much better and like I think that goes on the coach right like miscommunication between the guys is simply is likely miscommunication from what the call is from the coach so I'm not ready to write off Barry Um, I think it's like too early in the season and the Packers defense has shown flashes of greatness this season, like what they've been able to do to some opposing offenses. But it's again, it's very similar to offense. I think like you go into this game, you knew Saquon Barkley, right? And you know that Daniel Jones, he's gimpy, but Daniel Jones can run. And Daniel Jones can really only throw the ball when he's like rolling out or on like a boot, right? Like Daniel Jones can't sit in the pocket and throw the ball downfield. So you kind of have a handful of things that you need to pay attention for. I think they did actually a pretty nice job with Saquon. He had the one, you know, real explosive, but it's Saquon and he's going to do that. Um, That was also looked like a little bit of a missed assignment on that, but thanks. Thankful for Adrian Amos. But like, Daniel Jones is on a hurt ankle. He's still able to pick up first downs on you. Like, why is somebody not on assignment on him? Like, why is he still being able to roll out? I just, a lot of the time I'm like, you guys, you know what they do well. They have no offensive weapons. If you watch the tape, you know what the Giants do well, because I am sitting on the couch here knowing exactly what they're going to do. And I think I talked about this with Andy, and I think it's like the perfect way to describe this Packers defense is Packers defense is also predictable, right? Mm-hmm. If if I know what the Giants offense is going to do, I'm pretty sure Dable and his staff know exactly what the this Packers defense is going to do because they're going to come out and they're going to be in their too high shell and they're going to do the same thing and they never blitz and they don't do anything exotic fun and I know Matt LaFleur said he actually told Barry not to do anything exotic because they were worried about Saquon but like they don't respect the 
certain like pre-snap pressure looks because the Packers never send more than four. Like there's just a lot of things that this defense is doing. It's super, super predictable. And that doesn't like they're watching tape on you too. So they're going to be able to counter punch you really well. And I think honestly, the Giants were able to do that. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah. And to your point about, you know, Daniel Jones and knowing like the strengths of how he operates his game, you drafted Quay Walker, who's like the most athletic inside linebacker the Packers have seen in decades. You saw what he did to save a touchdown against Justin Fields in week two. Why are you not just like, why isn't he just a spy in the middle of the defense, like on third long situations? Like, and then if Daniel rolls out, you send Quay after him and he's one of like the handful of guys who can probably catch him. With the speed. It, with the speed. Like, yeah. I don't know. And I agree with you that I'm not, like, ready to give up on Joe Barry. It's just, it feels like we have the same conversation every season. And regardless of who's been the defensive coordinator or who the, the pieces have been, like, we're at a point now where we feel like the last couple seasons the Packers have had the pieces. We like the scheme that Matt LaFleur runs. Aaron Rodgers, when he executes the offense the way that it's supposed to be executed, like, why can't this team and again if we had the answer to this we would be in 1265 and the Packers would have more Super Bowls but why can't this team just play a complete game and why can't all three phases play a complete game at the same time it's always the defense coming up clutch in a key moment to like stop going into overtime it's the Packers offense moving the chains in overtime when they finally you know can put a drive together it's special teams downing a punt at the two to make an opposing offense work like why can't this just happen like organically? Yeah. Like I, I don't know. Tired. It does. Make tired. It, it's games that shouldn't be so difficult end up being really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm worried about next weekend. And I never thought I would say that because it's the jets. Um, do you like have, like, okay, we, we've, <laughs> gone through a lot of concerns today and I think they're all valid um we will watch for them right as the rest of the season rolls along is there one in particular when you like think of this season and what could like potentially derail this season what that main issue is I think my main concern is on defense because I I think we talked about the offense and I think that they'll put things together but yeah, I think it's just the defense not playing up to their potential. And I guess, like, where where does that fall? Is it the, the scheme? Like, is it the way that Joe Barry is, is executing? Is it the players not executing their assignments? Like, I think the defense is the concern here because I think the offense has the potential. And we've seen in games, like, I will say that the one positive takeaway I had from this game, there were a couple, but one of the positives, no turnovers. Yeah. Right? Like, like that was... That was what we wanted to see. We wanted to see them protect the football a little better, and they did do that. So, well, minus Amari, almost. Well, you know, <laughs> sorry. Go down on the stat sheets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So technically, that's okay. But like, as far as the offense, like, you know, we've talked about how they can take points off the board because of all the turnovers. So there's things that they're cleaning up, 
And but it's just it's like it's like this whole team is just like one step forward and two steps back. And it's just getting to be too late in the season for you to do that. And Aaron Rodgers said last week, like, hey, this is an unsustainable way for us to win games. And then they ran into it this week with the Giants. And we were like, hey, yeah, look, it was exactly what you said the week before. So, yeah, for them to acknowledge it and know it, I think that's maybe my biggest concern. It's not a phase of the game. It's you're acknowledging that you're making mistakes. You're acknowledging what the problem is, but you're not finding the solution to the problem. So at what point do you run out of chances to find a solution? Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting to watching Packers games. Yeah, (laughs) literally and expecting different results. I think my biggest concern is also not like related to an actual phase of the game, but just like, do these guys have faith in themselves? Do they have faith in each other? I, I just, I know it's a, it's a, it's a weird, like, middle ground between a rebuild because it's not really a rebuild you still have 12 and you still got the defense but you got a lot of new faith like do you have faith in each other like what was that locker room like right what was that plane ride like because I'm still waiting for someone to be like we are the Green Bay effing Packers we are a winning organization we are a winning group of players and we are not going to continue to play like this anymore and I, I don't feel that from them 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.